Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code STRAIGHTFIRE and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code STRAIGHTFIRE for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, pet parents, have you heard of Just Food for Dogs? Since 2010, we've been helping dogs everywhere live healthier, longer lives through the power of fresh, whole food nutrition. Our meals are formulated by an in-house team of veterinarians, and we only use human-grade meats and veggies with zero preservatives. After transitioning to Just Food for Dogs, pet parents report seeing more energy, firmer stools, improved health, and even longer lives. Give us two weeks and we'll change your dog's life forever. Visit JustFoodForDogs.com mobile and save 10% on your first purchase. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at BelongingBeginsWithUs.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. For Friday, July 9th. And boy, we had a kind of a good NBA game yesterday. Had a great 
absolutely great afternoon. Went down to the Orange County area and did some fun activities. I'm sure you guys see it on the gram. I know you love that stuff. Um, And boy, do we have a special guest today. So yesterday, I was able to secure, well, I got to give Rob G credit. He was able to secure a guy who I recently had on my radio show named Mike Coppinger, who covers I don't is it mixed martial arts, boxing, fighting, combat sports, whatever you want to call that. He's covering both for ESPN. So he's in Vegas for the big Conor McGregor fight. By the way, this weekend in sports all of a sudden got real nice. I mean, you got NBA finals, two incredible soccer games, and a Conor McGregor uh fight. Like they, that's a pretty damn good weekend in sports for the middle or early July. Um so anyways, we talked to Mike Coppinger yesterday. And the guy had just broken a massive story on the Tyson Fury fight likely getting postponed due to a COVID outbreak in the uh, Tyson Fury camp. Um, I, just a crazy afternoon for me, for this podcast, for our guest, Mike Coppinger. We'll get to him shortly. Um, but first, absolutely first, got to start with game two of the NBA Finals. And I am absolutely ticked off because your boy had a perfect night going gambling. You guys know I do the nightly picks for Fox Sports. Uh, I've been betting every single night of the NBA playoffs. And I had a 4-0 ripped out of my wallet. 4-0. I had the Suns. I had Giannis over rebounds, which hit in the third quarter. Middleton over assists, which hit in the third quarter. And then Chris Paul assists. Well, the Suns winning the game and covering, which hit. Chris Paul assists. Are you ready for this? So the Suns, with like three minutes left, Chris Paul passes to Mikael Bridges, who takes a dribble or two and then scores a layup. And they give him the assist. The box score online goes from eight to nine. Boom! Over eight and a half. Huge win. Awesome. 4-0. Your boy rolling. And they take it away like three minutes later. They said, no, no, Bridges. Well, they didn't explain it, I'm assuming. But Bridges dribbled, I think, once or twice close in. And they refused to give Chris Paul the assist. Just an absolute stunner gutting for me. Uh, the game, I don't know. I'm more interested in the gambling on the finals, guys. I'm sorry. Um, the game just, you know, Bucks led big early. Chris Middleton peed all over himself. Drew Holiday can't throw it in the ocean. Drew Holiday, just a nightmare series so far. This is the guy they got to replace Eric Bledsoe. And Holiday's having a Bledsoe-type offensive series. Now, he's playing damn good defense. But Drew Holiday, 7 for 21, 17 points, 7 assists. In the series through two games, Drew Holiday, 11 for 35 shooting. I'll do the math for you, 31%. From deep, 1 of 7, 16%. I tried to tell you guys, it's one thing to go up against Trey Young, injured, and Bogdanovich. It's another to chase Chris Paul and Devin Booker through a gauntlet of screens and then come down at the other side and make a bunch of shots. It's really difficult. The only offense, and I think this is the story of the game. Well, the Bucs did let the Suns hit 23-pointers. You're not going to win when they do that. But the story of the game was Giannis. 42 points, 12 rebounds, had the most points for a player in a quarter in over 25 years. Giannis had, I think it was 23, 22 points in the third quarter. He went absolutely apeshit to keep the Bucks in it. I mean, at the end of the third, Giannis had 32 and 12. He finished with 42 and 12. And, you know, he was absolutely gassed. This is a guy coming off an injury. 
Um, the last guy to score over 20 points in a quarter in the finals was Jordan at 22 against the Suns in 93. And then, of course, Isaiah Thomas. Who can forget that epic game in the forum where he had a bum ankle, twisted it, and then went on to score 25 in the quarter? I'll never forget that. I was at my buddy's house. Random factoid. My buddy, uh, like seven years ago, moves from D.C., I grew up with him. My parents, our families were friends from like the age of like two. So he's basically almost a brother. Um, they moved from DC out here to the South Bay in LA. And two years later, we decide we're going to move. And of course, I, you guys, I've told the story. Cowherd says, Hey, I live in this town. It's amazing. You got to move here. So we moved there. Um, and my buddy literally lives like 1.9 miles away from us. He moved across the country. Then we did. And we ended up 1.9 miles apart. Anyways, I was at his house in his basement in either 87 or 88, whenever the Pistons played the Lakers. And I'll never forget, you know, he's not a huge NBA guy, my buddy. But I obviously have to watch a game. I'm like, I'm at your house. I got to watch the finals. And Isaiah Thomas is just going postal on Coop and Magic and Byron Scott. It was just an amazing performance. And I felt like watching Giannis. Holy hell, he was just eating all over the place. Jay Crowder had no chance. DeAndre Ayton, you know, put up resistance, but you could tell he was expending so much energy that, I mean, he played 42 minutes. Also, we'll get to the Suns' injuries in a sec. They had two big injuries uh, that are going to seriously impact this series. Um, Ayton didn't have it offensively. His rim running was not as effective. He missed a bunch of shots in the paint. He was only 4 of 10 shooting. Containing Giannis, good luck. The problem is he got no help from Middleton, 11 points. A team high, minus 15 for Chris Middleton. And then Holiday had 17, but he missed 17 on 21 shots. But this, I think, okay, so the biggest stories, uh, number one, the Suns, if you hit 23-pointers, you're not losing an NBA Finals game. They made 20. Um, number two, Giannis, incredible performance. But I do believe the series is not over. I had talked up a Suns sweep, a Suns in five, but I'm telling you this, and this is not going to be popular. The Suns have now suffered injuries to key bench mob members in back-to-back games. Dario Saric, out for the series with an ACL, and Tory Craig got absolutely trucked by Giannis, and I couldn't tell if it was his ankle or his knee, but whatever the hell happened to Tory Craig, he looked like a bus hit him, and he left the game, and it did not look like he was coming back. They were resorted. I'm not even kidding. The Suns played Frank the Tank Kaminsky in the fourth, and they played Abdul Nader. Uh, shout out to, I think it's Iowa State. Abdul Nader, I remember winning. Yes, Iowa State. I remember winning a bunch of bets in, when he was in the Cyclones. Um, uh, several years back. Um, but like, I'm sorry, you, you can't play this guy in the finals in pivotal minutes. I mean, only one minute, but still. Their bench has was a big advantage on the Bucks. I told you guys this. Huge advantage in the backcourt. Big advantage on the bench. They've now lost two of their top five guys coming off the bench. Uh, sorry, two of the top four. Cameron Payne, Cameron Johnson, Torrey Craig, and Dario Saric. That was like the rotation. You remove Saric, you don't have a backup center. You cannot play Frank Kaminsky against Giannis. It will end very badly. And now you take away Torrey Craig, who is that wing defender who gives you guys the option, Phoenix, to go small. When you remove Aiton, you can play a bunch of wings. And really, that, that lineup gave the Bucs some problems when they, uh, and they forced them to remove Brooke Lopez from the floor. So now you remove Craig and Saric, and again, the casual NBA fan doesn't give two shits about Dario Saric and Torrey Craig. But I am here to tell you, it would not surprise me if the Bucks won game three and four at home. These bench injuries, if Torrey Craig has to miss time, 
I mean, let me just real, real, rattle you off the minutes. Chris Paul, 41 minutes. Devin Booker, 44 minutes. And DeAndre Ayton, 42 minutes. All right? Chris Paul was gassed at the end of the game. He struggled in the fourth quarter. Yes, he made a nice corner three, but that was after two turnovers and a miss. Chris Paul was tired. That is undeniable, folks. And now you go on the road against a Bucks team that's going to be hungry. They've been very good. I think they lost one game at home in the postseason. Rob G can check me on that. I think it was the opener against Trey Young when he dropped 48 on him. But I'm, I'm just telling you, this Phoenix team, I know they had a week off. I know Booker's young and Bridges is young and Aiton's young. They looked tired. This pace is getting to them. And I, th- I think you're going to have to pay big minutes from Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson, who have been very good. But now you're now in a seven-man rotation. And, you know, I, I like Javon Carter on the bench. Shout out to West Virginia. Yes, I'm dropping some college basketball knowledge on that ass. But um, my big takeaway from this is I'm worried about the Suns. Probably not going to be popular. Rob G will probably laugh at me. Uh, and I'm sorry I did not give Mikael Bridges his flowers for dropping 27 points. Mikael Bridges... 27. Think about this. The Bucks were within six with like four minutes left. Mikhail Bridges had 27. Middleton and Holiday were mired in a shooting slump. And the Suns made 20 of 43 pointers. And the Bucks were within six with about four minutes left. Just let that sink in. Just let it sink in. It's not a 100% lock that the, that the Suns go into Milwaukee and get one. I had felt confident about it before. Rob G., I felt much less confident right now. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't feel confident. I mean, Phoenix played, I don't think they played great in game one. They played pretty well in game two, and each one they won by double digits. Like, they are just a matchup nightmare for Milwaukee. The things that they do well are precisely the things that Milwaukee has trouble with. And unless... Drew Holiday can stop doing a Eric Bledsoe impersonation, <laughs> which I know you're a big stats guy. Check this out. Eric Bledsoe, playoff shooting splits with the Bucks, 41-25-73. Drew Holiday, playoff shooting splits with the Bucks, 41-28-67. Oh, oh, oh I, I, isn't Drew Holiday the guy that they traded um, two guards and three first-round picks plus some pick swaps for? Yeah, and, and then and then I they mean, gave listen, him like he's showing the defense. Dollars. Uh, Rob, he's showing the defense, but it's a tall task. Without I, I, listen, I, I can't. You're gonna laugh. Dante Divincenzo is a big loss for them, man. No, like, I agree. I back, agree with that. Like, I, I totally who's your other guard? Is it Middleton? I mean, Bryn. Forbes. I mean, Drew Holiday's got to guard the best opposing player. He's got to do everything on offense. Now his scoring has to go up. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on a guy who really had, I don't think he'd ever played in the conference finals. And now he's like the number two or number three option on a team in the championship round well, while he, guarding he, Devin Booker or Chris Paul. Here's the thing that 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 is unfortunate because I'm I'm actually a big Drew Holiday fan. I'm just messing with him that he's he's playing poorly in this series, and it he happens. hasn't shot it. He hasn't I've shot. Had poor, I've had poor games playing basketball. Yeah, right. And he hasn't <laughs> shot it well at all during these playoffs. But he is a great defender, a legitimately great defender. The problem, though, especially against this Phoenix team is they will screen and roll with damn near anybody on their roster. Like, they'll screen and roll with Booker. They'll screen and roll with Bridget. They'll screen and roll with Aiden. So whoever Drew Holiday is on is not actually who he's going to end up guarding. True. Because he's going to get hit on so many picks that he's going to get switched on to somebody else that's less important. 
But going through that gauntlet of picks is not fun. And you've got to try your best to not let Chris Paul have those wide open jumpers in the middle of the lane. Like, it, it, it's difficult, man. I feel for Drew Holiday a little bit. But again, the guy's making $26 million this year. By the way, Rob, I know you don't spend a lot of time doing this. Do you ever look at the NBA salaries? And again, I'm not looking in people's pockets. Do you ever look at what some of these guys are paid? I do, but only to see if I can make a trade for the Lakers. <laughs> because, uh, you know, some jabroni... I think it was just a, a, a basically a, a Twitter handle floated. Oh, the Lakers are kicking the tires on Kemba Walker for Kyle Kuzma, and I like fell out of my chair laughing. I'm like, come on, get the hell out of here! Are you <laughs> Kemba Walker? Are you ready for this? Kemba Walker makes more money than Anthony Davis. I did. Kemba know that. Walker, thirty-four point three million dollars, eleventh highest paid player in the league, and I am a Kemba Walker fan. I've loved him back to UConn. I liked him a lot in Charlotte. Here's the problem. At 31, he's a six-foot guard who's been driving into the lane forever, and his body's fallen apart the last two years. That's what's happened. I mean, well, I'm sorry, two out of the last three, okay? In Charlotte, he was very good in 2019. I mean, he was excellent. Remember, almost got him to the playoffs. He was like an all-NBA guy, maybe. Then he goes to Boston, and the bubble happens, and he played well, but he had the injuries, and then he missed like half the season with injuries. And it looks like he's on a downward trajectory. He had the worst year of his uh, in like six years shooting uh, from the field. He's not getting the line at all. Um, it's just a brutal year for him. And you're playing with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I know there were injuries. And I'm sorry to go off topic. I know we're doing NBA Finals. we got our guests coming up. But Rob G., as a Laker guy, we have a large portion of our listening audience are here in L.A. Kyle Kuzma in any kind of package for Kemba Walker is a hard pass, correct? Um, Whoa. No, here, here's the only reason why I hesitate is, I don't know if you saw this, but Kyle Kuzma did an interview with Bleacher Report this week. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said that he's upset with his inconsistent role with the Lakers, and he still views himself as a 25-point-per-game player. He so, can be. On a decent I can, team? I mean, not on a good team. I mean, team. there's a lot of guys who can put up 25 points a game, but be on a I mean, T.J. Warren, didn't he average like 30 in the in the bubble? I oh, know it's a small sample Don't you disrespect size, bubble T.J. Warren. Bubble T.J. Yeah, Warren I mean, is up there with Hoodie Mello, Headband LeBron, Game 6 Clay Thompson as like yeah, the greatest I mean, players ever. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Clarkson every now and then. Um, and, and Kyle Kuzma sounded a little upset. And, you know, I guess, listen, man, anytime you're on a team with LeBron and they don't end up winning, LeBron's not going to take the heat. He'll take the heat at the highest levels, but on social media, LeBron doesn't get the blame. The blame goes to everyone else, basically. Kevin Love, whipping boy in Cleveland. Chris Bosh just got destroyed for years in Miami. And now you've got to pick someone on the Lakers. Anthony Davis is hurt all the time, but when he's in, man, he's amazing. Wait, you think people are going to pick on KCP? The guy wore a friggin' ankle bracelet because he had to uh, go to, go to jail a couple years ago out here in L.A. Wild, in the middle of the season. That. You remember that? I do remember Like, that. nobody's going to make fun of that guy. Well, I'm glad you brought up LeBron because I want to bring it full circle back to the NBA Finals. If LeBron Do we, wait, do gets, we have to go back? Okay. Yes, we do. Because it is the biggest story. I know that you're a big Laker fan. We know we're talking about the Lakers, but we got a whole offseason to do that. Yes, yes. LeBron gets right. all the blame, rightfully so, because he's the best player. Like, that's usually what happens on the highest levels. Giannis has been fantastic in this series, you know, especially considering he's coming off his knee bending 70 degrees the wrong direction. Yeah. Do you think he's 100%? No. I don't. Not at all. And, and he and, dropped 42 and 12. Exactly. So is he going to, you know, have to wear, especially if they lose the way it looks like they're going to lose, you know, whether it's in five games, even if it's in six games, it feels it's pretty convincing, at least through the first two. 
that they're just not cut out to compete with this Phoenix team. If they go out the way many expect them to, is he going to have to wear this one? No, this is not on Giannis at all. I mean, it's going to be about your number two and number three. Uh, Like, remember, it almost, Rob, I don't know if you felt this way, but my kids were watching last night. And Giannis is at the foul line and they're counting. And my kids are like, oh, that's so funny. They're counting and getting in his head. And Giannis keeps making free throws. I know he's only 11 of 18, but it was almost to the point. It felt like, all right, that was a fun act like two rounds ago when he couldn't make anything. Like he's starting to make his free throws. I know he, I know he missed them. Took a bu- couple bad threes. You can't pick nitpick with 42 and 12, not 100%. Like he's the only reason this game was remotely close. I thought the Suns would destroy them. Um, I... I think if anything, you know, maybe Giannis says, how can we get better in the offseason? But, like, you're playing maybe the third or fourth best team in the West. And if they lose game three, that's a wrap, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, they nearly got booked out of it. How can they upgrade now? Like, I don't, I mean, do you move on from Brooke Lopez? I think, you is that your best bet? Like, what does P.J. Tucker have left? Yeah. I The Bucks are in a tough spot. Uh, listen, Jeff Teague ain't the answer. He will not be on the roster next year. Well, we'll Bryn we'll Forbes we'll, we'll, was the we'll, guy against Miami. Where the hell has he been for two rounds? We'll get to this more as the series goes on, especially if it looks like the Bucks are going to lose. But quick gut check off top of your head. Do you think Giannis right now is regretting signing that max extension, knowing that they just traded away all their picks for Drew Holiday, and they are pretty much sans assets going forward? I think he probably would have said that maybe out loud to the media if Kevin Durant's foot was an inch behind the three-point line <laughs> and they lost to Kevin Durant and half of James Harden and no Kyrie Irving. Then, yeah, I, I, I think he probably would have maybe said as much from Greece um, in the offseason where I'm sure he's enjoying time. But, like, I, I don't know that you can go to the finals and be like, I regret it or even... Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Think about regretting it because, frankly, he's not 100%, and I I don't want to get too frisky here because we're getting to our guests, but... Could you entertain Portland, Chris Middleton, and whatever else you want that's not Giannis or Holiday for Dame Lillard? Would they even consider no. anything? In, if Dame, What if Dame Lillard said, I want out, I'm done? Now, he did not say that on Thursday. He said, like, the opposite. Chris Middleton doesn't even get a sniff. No, but you know what you could is you could probably do Chris Middleton for C.J. McCollum. I don't know that C.J. McCollum helps his team. He doesn't play any defense. I mean, and then you have at least, at least you know what you're getting from him on a night-to-night basis. That's Chris that's Middleton's biggest problem, is he can be fantastic and then terrible. Yeah, but I feel like that's a downgrade. It is, but at least it's a consistent player. Yeah, I mean, Middleton, um, oof, guys, yeah, anyways. All right, anyway, let's get to our guest uh, finals, too. I, I, no wagers, because the game three is not for a couple of days, but I will bet my kids' college tuition and... Probably the stake I have in that soccer team I bought this off <laughs> this summer uh, on the Bucks in Game Three. I do not think they will lose that game. Um, I will go with Argentina pulling the upset over Brazil Saturday night. By the way, I'm going to be home watching the game, probably on the the gram and and Twitter with watching it. And then I like England pulling the upset. Now that's all picking with my heart. Messi, please win one. And uh, England, obviously. Um, I like the Bucks in Game Three. And um, for my MMA pick Saturday night, let's get to our guest, Mike Coppinger of ESPN. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use promo code FIRE at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you are interested in a better way to use nicotine, Visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code FIRE. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this... 
and connect with this. We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who uh, just landed at ESPN. He's covering fighting. And as we record this on Thursday, he just broke a massive story about the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight being postponed. Oh, everybody was so pumped for it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's welcome in the man, the myth, Mike Coppinger. Mike, how are you, dude? Uh, doing great, Jason. Thanks for having me again. And uh, I just wanted to add that it's not postponed yet. It's just likely postponed for now. No, likely postponed. Okay. Because of the so, COVID outbreak. Um, everybody loves Wilder Fury. Obviously, that fight's much anticipated. But we're going to start with Conor McGregor, if you don't mind. You are currently in Vegas uh, for the fight this weekend. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Am I saying that right, Poirier? You are, you are. Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, first of all, Mike, uh, can Conor McGregor win this? Let's just start there because when he got destroyed by, by Dustin last time, I basically, I posted on Instagram, it's that's a wrap. It's over for McGregor. Done. Re- career over. And all these guys are like, no way, he'll be back. And I can't tell if people are just such fans of him that they're looking past um, his recent struggles. I mean, he's lost two of his last three, three of six. Or they're just like fanboys who, who just love him and they're going to ride or die with McGregor. Where are you on this fight? I, I'm picking Conor McGregor. I, I mm. think, you know, I think a guy with his back to the wall, is he's desperate. He knows he needs this badly. Look, if he loses, is Conor McGregor still going to be a big star? Absolutely. But he's not going to be the same kind of star because you can only lose so many times, like you said. He, he got knocked out in January. And the reason I, I am hopeful for Conor's chances is he hurt Poirier pretty badly in that first round before he was finished. He, he just seemed to, to me to get a little reckless after he hurt him, and then he got caught himself. So, look, he already knocked Poirier out in the first fight back in, I think, 2014. Yep. I think he's going to get the job done this time and then move on to that title shot against Oliveira. So, so Mike, you said Conor McGregor, he really needs it, okay? It's tough for me and the casual observer to say, Boy, that guy's probably got 100 mil plus in the bank. Does he really need this fight? I mean, he had a great quote this week when he said, you know, I took the last fight with this guy lightly. I was trying to mean mug and talk trash and get in his face. And then, you know, the next hour I'm feeding my kid a bottle and reading stories to my daughter. Like, it, it, kind of a tough sell. Uh, is it that easy for a guy at this stage in his career to just flip the switch? Um, I don't think it's easy to flip the switch. But when you say you talk about all the riches he has, yes, it's a lot of money, but you still want to win for your legacy, for your pride. I mean, we're talking about fighters have huge egos. Who has a bigger ego than Conor McGregor? <laughs> and, you know, he, he's, when you think of machismo, you think of Conor McGregor, at least for me, 
he does not want to lose again to a guy in Dustin Poirier that he already beat once. He wants to be in these big money fights. And actually, for those who don't know, he actually had a done deal to fight Manny Pacquiao in a boxing match in Abu Dhabi. That fight was a done deal. All he had to do was beat Poirier. So was he looking past him? Maybe a little bit. But that Pacquiao fight, that would have been a beating anyway. He would have got, well, I don't, does Pacquiao beat anybody? When was the last time he knocked somebody out? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, McGregor would have got roughed up, but uh, okay, let's back up a little. So McGregor, you know, clearly is the bankable dude. He goes and fights Mayweather, fight in air quotes, Mayweather, makes a ton of money. And now you just mentioned he was going to box Pacquiao, another massive colossal payday. So does this guy want to fight or just make money? And I'm again, I'm not, uh, you know, saying anything negative. If he, just, if he just wants to cash lots and lots of money, generational wealth for like his kids, his kids' kids and all that. I, I think he enjoys fighting. I really do. I think he, he likes to mix it up. You know, when he's in fights, they're brutal fights. We saw his fights with Nate Diaz. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we go back to that. It's become cliche at this point in the fight game, but the Marvin Hagler quote, right, about how hard it is to get up and run at five in the morning when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. Has that softens Conor McGregor? Maybe. But this is also a guy that, you know, was punching a, an old man at an Irish pub uh, in some kind of a fracas a couple of years ago. So he does like to fight. <laughs> he likes to, to mix it up. And I think his, his pride and his ego have been badly wounded now. I think that's the most important thing that I'm looking mm. for here. He even said that he's left his family at home because he doesn't want to be softened any, anymore. Yeah, it almost feels I, – I read that quote like he he's away from his family. Like, who, who are you, Rocky Balboa, <laughs> at training for Ivan Drago? And that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Is he? A, I haven't looked at the Vegas line. I don't know. Gambling on MMA has not been good to me in the past. I don't know. Is McGregor a massive favorite in this one? Connor's actually a slight underdog, I believe. I believe the last time I saw. And yeah. you're picking him? Well, it's slight. I mean – you know, I think he's like, what, plus 100 and McCoy okay. is like yeah, something like that. But I, I want to go back to Rocky. What is, was that Rocky 3, I want to say? Was I think Rocky or? 4. I think it might have been 4. Uh, I'm, the one with Mr. T was... Was 3. Yeah, that was 3. Clubber Lang is that was 3. three. Drago Clubber was Lang four. was 3, so Drago was 4, yeah. Clubber Lang, what a beast. Anyways, so, that was, so it was 3, right? Yeah. Oh, come on, Jason. I know my Rocky. But... um. Yeah, look, it worked for Rocky. He left the family at home. He left Adrian and took care of business. But hopefully Connor's, you know, if Connor doesn't have any family members, I hope as annoying as Adrian, and then he should be good. Um, but yeah, I, I do think there is something to, to say for, you know, having the family there, maybe getting a little soft, the money, like you said. But you know, will you tell me, you seem very skeptical and dubious that Connor yeah, has a chance. I'm extremely dubious. So well, first of all, I just looked it up on IMDb. It was Rocky Four where he takes down Ivan Drago the European. Right. Now he has to go over to uh, Russia and right. like the training montage is pretty epic. I've tried to show my kids and they're like, this is lame, but I think it's awesome. I don't know. If I, I would assume you think so as well, right? Oh, Rocky four is my favorite Rocky by far. Yeah. But- one of my favorite fighting movies ever, but this is a little bit, you know, you're not going into hostile territory. There's no cold war going on and you've already made hundreds of millions of dollars. You're not avenging the death of your friend, <laughs> you know, like, I mean that, that movie is so good, but I, Mike, I just, I, I just really, when you look at the recent history of McGregor and his age and like, you know, he's gotten married, he's got, or uh, yeah, he has the family basically. I don't know if he's officially married, but you know, I just, what is this guy fighting for? You say ego, but 
to me, he's there's a little whiff of Michael Jordan with the Wizards. Like you retire twice, but you still have that hunger to come back and you crush it, but you can't make the playoffs. And you're old and you're still a, a big draw as Michael Jordan was with the Wizards. And I, Mike, are people not going to show up if he loses his fight to the next fight? No, well, right? They're going to ride with him. First off, I want to say I'm so glad you brought up Michael Jordan with the Wizards because this over time has degraded into like Michael Jordan being some bum on the Wizards. He wasn't. He was still really good. He was good. That amazing block, that amazing like chase down block from behind. (laughs) He was dropping like 20 something points a game. He just wasn't, he just wasn't incendiary anymore. He was just simply really good. So it wasn't like he was on the double A White Sox in baseball. Yes, that <laughs> that part is true. Yes. But uh, but um You're so, right. Look, he averaged twenty two a game at age thirty eight and then twenty a game. Um yeah, he didn't shoot great from three and everything, but he, he was good. He was really good. Um right. he was Conor really McGregor can be good and still lose his fight, right? Absolutely. Poirier is Dustin Poirier is a great fighter. But Conor McGregor is only thirty two years old. So yeah. I mean, look, one of those losses was to Floyd Mayweather in a boxing ring. And going back to yeah. what you said about Pacquiao, yes, Pacquiao hasn't knocked anybody out in a long time. Who has Mayweather ever knocked out since he was <laughs> in the last 15 years? I mean, Conor mm. McGregor is not a boxer. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, like, what do you? what's the vibe in Vegas right now? Is it like a bunch of Irish drunks that are already in town and it's chaos and crazy? Or is this a little more muted given the COVID situation? Uh, I've been hearing that the celebrity list is unlike any other. Uh, I think President Trump's coming in. Oh, sorry, former President <laughs> Trump's coming in. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm always confused about that. You know, it's like these like lifetime achievement awards. Like you're, you win presidency once, and then you're always called president. I don't like that though. We're gonna yeah, call him yeah, former yeah. President Trump. Yeah, former. Well um, and um, I think you know everyone's coming in for this fight, especially look obviously Jason. This this is coming off the heels of COVID and probably kind of being in the back door in the back mirror back. What is a back mirror? Rear mirror. And, uh, mirror. <laughs> and I think there's a great thirst right now for events. So, you know, yesterday was media day. It's only Thursday. Now Thursday, usually when I see these fight weeks, it really picks up on Friday with the weigh-in. So I think tomorrow is when we'll really see everything really pick up is on Friday with the weigh-in, but I do expect the Irish drunkards to be in full force, the flags waving, and I'm sure plenty of fights in the stands on fight night. Plenty of fights, yes. Okay, so real quick, let's say McGregor wins. He's definitely going on to the next fight, uh, according to... Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been a podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Dana Dana White, right? He's going to fight, what's his name, for the championship? He's going to fight Charles Oliveira for the, for the championship, yes. And that would be the, the, the next fight, likely. Connor said he wants it as well. And it would make Connor uh, a two-time champ, I believe, at a lightweight. So it's a big deal for Connor. And, you know, Oliveira's been on a tear. Just knocked out Michael Chandler back in May to win that vacant title, the, the title vacated by Khabib and Magomedov. So mm. Connor wins here, and he's back in a huge fight. More money to be made. You know, you can never have enough money. That's the thing yeah, I Of course say. not. But, but hold on. You had said earlier that he was eyeing a fight with Pacquiao. I mean, will he do Pacquiao before Oliveira? I think that Pacquiao fight is dead and gone for good. Oh. I really do. I really do believe that, and I say that because Manny Pacquiao is headed to a monstrous uh, August twenty first fight with Errol Spence Jr. You know, one of the five best fighters in the world in boxing, pound for pounds, unified welterweight champion. And the, the expectation from everyone I've spoken to in the industry is that this is going to be Manny Pacquiao's final fight. He turns forty three in December. Wow. He is gearing up for a presidential run, believe it or not, in the Philippines. <laughs> That's and right. I forgot about that. He's been publicly sparring already with uh, President Rodrigo Duterte. So he's getting ready for that. Camp- I think the election is May 15th, uh, 2022. So I don't see where he'd have time for another fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, his net worth, according to Wikipedia, which is always reliable, Manny Pacquiao's <laughs> net worth is $3.2 billion, which is kind of insane, but I guess maybe not. Um, I no love chance. that political There's no angle. chance that's true. Uh, no chance? Zero percent chance he has $3.2 billion. I mean, like you yeah. said, Wikipedia. <laughs> Michael Scott's favorite uh, resource, Wikipedia. Uh, shout out to the <laughs> office. Um, yeah, I mean, like Manny Pacquiao, would, would that would make him one of like the richest men in the world. Uh, and that's obviously not the case. I am curious, though. Um, you know, do you think McGregor has another boxing match in him? Maybe against Mayweather, one of these um, not quite Jake Paul type fights. Because there's no, nothing on the line. It's just a payday, right? For McGregor, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see why not. I, I think it's very possible 
even especially if McGregor loses, we could get McGregor versus Logan Paul or Jake Paul, maybe even uh, in a yeah, real yeah. boxing match. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say this, but McGregor Jake Paul would be a monstrosity of an event. You know, you would be there. Well, wait. Why do you say you hate to say it? It's just that it's not what I would. That's obviously not world class fighting when you're talking about. I, I mean, I'm world I, class and Jake Paul don't quite go in the same sentence. But um, I, I do uh, enjoy Jake though. Jake, Jake. Uh, do you now? Now I hold do, on. I do. If somebody says to you, "What's the difference between Jake Paul and Logan Paul?" Could you do you know the difference? I do. The I'll be honest. I don't. I have no idea. There's, there's many differences. One is that Jake is younger than Logan. Okay. Uh, Jake is a far better fighter than Logan uh, from everything I've seen, which is, you know, limited sample size. He's fighting real fights. He's fighting Tyron Woodley next. And other than that, they're pretty similar. And you're not alone in not knowing the difference. I think if you're over yeah, the age Yeah, it's of- weird, man. We're we're a little older. I mean, I don't know how old you are, Mike, but I didn't grow up on YouTube. Yeah, you're, you're a little younger than I am. Uh, so y- you probably had YouTube in high school, right? I did. I, I think I the first time I remember hearing about YouTube was in high school for sure. Yeah, it, was starting yeah, to get it wasn't big even then. around when I was in college. So I, 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 this Jake Paul, Logan Paul, they, they could deliver a door to my pizza and I'd be like, wait, you kind of look familiar? Valentine's Day is almost here and you know what that means. It's time to make her blush with fresh blooms and gifts from ProFlowers. This year, go to ProFlowers.com to use code CRUSH15 to get 15% off through February 14th on all the best blooms and gifts. See website for details. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And I do want to ask you about boxing. You know, I like to say this is the summer of soccer because soccer is coming back. But when you look at the McGregor fight and what was supposed to happen between, uh, you know, Fury and Wilder, it's like, well, wait a sec. You know, fighting is really coming back strong. And... You know, I know that fight got postponed, but how much of it has been bolstered by the YouTube guys getting in the ring? It's, it's hard to say if boxing has been bolstered or if it's been hurt by this. I mean, it's mm. certainly brought a lot of eyeballs to boxing. Yes. That's for sure. But I think the question, Jason, I always ask is, are these fans actually sticking around for what we said before, world-class boxing? Are they sticking around for Pacquiao Spence? Are they sticking around for Wilder Fury? And we're talking about big commercial fights here. Are they even watching those fights? If they are, and Jake Paul and Logan Paul brought them to those fights, great. I love to hear it, but mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to say. What do you, I mean? What do you think? Yeah, I, I would say how, how many people watched or you know bought or downloaded or whatever Jake Paul his last fight. Let's just say easy number. Uh, the, number I, the number I heard was around you know maybe between seven fifty and eight fifty on the pay per view buys. But we have to remember the piracy is so out of control now. Yeah, millions more certainly watched it. Illegal. Okay, fine. Let's just go with an easy two billion, right? Sure. If you get one percent of those fans to get excited about boxing, and they are willing to tune in to these commercial fights that are coming up, that's kind of a big win, is it not? Um, just and that's just one percent of of the two million people who streamed or watched or whatever. 
Sure. If you get 1%, I guess that would be, uh, yeah, you'd want that if you're the boxing industry. Absolutely. And and, th- and I guess, Mike, I would add, like, all these fights did get pushed by social media, by ESPN, um, you know, podcasts, radio, TV. Like, th- these fights were everywhere. Regardless of what you think of the quality of them, they were talked about everywhere. Um, I, I, is 1% low, or do you think it's high? I think one is fair. I think, I think that okay. sounds right to me. I mean, but... I just, again, these are people that are very different from you and I, I would say. This, yeah. this, this generation is a very different generation. So do they care about, I, I always hear, and I don't know what you hear, I always hear that this generation doesn't care as much about pro sports that you we're seeing now with overtime, right? The overtime high school league, that, 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 the high school games are doing amazing ratings because high schoolers want to see kids their own age playing. Me, when I was in high school, I didn't care about high school sports. I, I wanted to watch pro sports. I mean, I'm from New York, Jason. I don't even yeah. watch college sports. Yeah. You, you like the best of the best, right? I mean, like, you're right. This o- o- overtime and some of the new stuff geared toward the young people is interesting. And uh, I will say it is a chore at times for me to get my kids to watch a full sporting event. You know, like a fourth quarter, sure, they'll watch it. But you're right. These young people, they just don't They don't have the time span. Blame it on social media and all that. But I, I, I guess I would ask, regarding Wilder Fury, um, this is a massive fight, right? This is one of the more anticipated heavyweight fights in a while. Uh, third battle between these two. Um, this, this COVID outbreak is kind of devastating, is it not? It is. It's devastating for sure. Uh, the good news, the good news though, is that the fight is still going to happen. It will just be at a later date. Um, the fight has not been called off yet. I think it's probable the fight will be called off soon. But um, look, it's a Fox ESPN joint pay per view. Very rare, but that's what yeah. needed to happen to make the fight happen, considering all the politics in boxing. Now. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, Pacquiao Spence is August 21st. So Fox is not going to put a pay-per-view that close to their other big event. I think we're right. looking at September then, which actually kind of works out because Joshua fights Usyk, Anthony Joshua, that is, against Alexander Usyk, heavyweight championship. That's going to be September 25th in, in England in a massive fight. Then you could have Fury on schedule. You know, Fury beats Wilder again as expected. Yeah. Fury-Joshua can definitely happen December or January. I, I guess the only stinker uh, in this for the boxing crowd is like you guys have that momentum, right? Connor is, I know UFC, but he's fighting this weekend. And then you were supposed to have that in two weeks. And it's like, oh, great, awesome, let's get excited. And now it's pushed to September in the middle of college football, NFL. I don't want to say it's going to get lost in the shuffle, but obviously not ideal, right? Um, I think there's I think there's pluses and minuses. Uh, there's the minuses, like you just said. I think the positive is, ESPN and Fox can use NFL and college football to promote ah. their fight. I mean, we can get we can get a lot of promotion uh, on those platforms. So I think that's a big bonus there. And we've seen yeah. how heavily Fox um, and ESPN have pushed these fights on their programming. That's a great point. Um, all right, do you want to give an official pick on that fight, or is it pushed out to September? Are you not allowed to give picks? I know you said you lean Connor um, uh, this weekend, but any any lean on uh, Fury Wilder? I'm going to pick Conor McGregor by knockout, and I'm going to pick Tyson Fury by knockout. Ooh. Real, you know, I, I got to say, I was pretty stunned when Wilder got his butt kicked by him a while back. I was too. Um, that, that, that was one, like, you know, again, it, you, you see all the memes about, like, how shredded Wilder is, and Tyson Fury's kind of, like, chubby and hefty or whatever <laughs> words you want to use that aren't nice. Um, and then Wilder got destroyed. And I wonder if there is a little bit of the, not necessarily the money aspect of, uh, McGregor when he got crushed by Poirier, but 
was Wilder overlooking Fury in that first meeting? In the first meeting? I think, yes, maybe in the first meeting. In the second meeting, though, I mean, no. Fury Fury was outboxing Wilder pretty much for the entire fight, other than the two rounds where he got dropped. So yeah. I don't think Wilder was overlooking him then. But you could argue maybe that, 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 that the Temple shot Fury landed in round two. Wilder was never the same after that equilibrium punch. Mm. You could argue yeah. that. Uh, Wilder certainly has found every excuse under the sun for why he lost, stemming, you know, <laughs> ranging from being drugged by his own cornerman to Fury doctoring his gloves. Fury had an egg weight in his uh, in his gloves. Um, you name it. So for me, grasping I, at straws. Yeah, I'll pick Fury too. Hearing all that, <laughs> that's, that's the main reason I'm picking Fury again. Other than I think our Fury superior boxing skills. For me, when you can't face defeat. That says a lot about your psyche and your character. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. All right, he is uh, Mike Coppinger. Basically, you're now covering, would you say fighting is new at ESPN? Because they used to break it, okay, UFC and boxing. Now it's like kind of a joint effort, right? I, I, You know, I'm going to be doing boxing and MMA. I do know that I think there's going to be more synergy there, yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm very new to ESPN, so I don't know for sure. But um, I, I I think ESPN cares a lot about combat sports and i'm excited to see it yeah certainly congratulations mike and uh you know obviously enjoy the fight this weekend stay out of fights in vegas and now we'll talk to you soon man (laughs) thank you so much look valentine's day is almost here and you know what that means it's time to luckily you know what makes her blush fresh blooms and gifts from pro flowers head over to proflowers.com and use code crutch 15 through february 14th and get 15 percent off all the best blooms and gifts that will really make your special someone on valentine's day get fresh this valentine's day with pro flowers see website for details adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about and we're here to change that I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. 
Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 